Hello, and welcome to the Get Transformed podcast of Transformation Christian Fellowship. We are so excited that you're tuning in, and we hope that you will be empowered and transformed by the Word of God. fulfill all the good pleasure of his goodness and the work of faith with power. Verse 12 declares and says that the name of our Lord Jesus Christ may be glorified in you and you in him according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to talk to you tonight to continue our grace defined message series entitled the empowerment of grace, the empowerment of grace. I want you to put in there, say, the grace of God empowers me. The grace of God empowers me. All right. All right. So we've been talking about grace and just just to continue to recap here. um, I like what Jake Gresham says, the very center and core of the whole Bible is the doctrine of the grace of God. And how the grace, how grace is the very core of what the Christian faith is based upon. Grace, ladies and gentlemen, comes from a Greek word that we see here in the Greek entitled "kairos." That is, ladies and gentlemen, it signifies favor, goodwill, and loving kindness. We also, when we look deeper into the word, not only does it look at favor, but we see that grace is also entitled, uh, looked at as a gift. Last week we talked about how. Um, last week we talked about, you know, as we continued the message and, um, we we talked about how grace is a teacher from Titus, uh, I believe chapter two last week, uh, this week I want to continue to talk about another aspect of grace, how grace empowers us, how grace empowers us. Interesting to believe this ladies and gentlemen, that another name of the Holy spirit would be considered the spirit of grace. The spirit of grace, another name for the Holy Spirit would be, would be considered the spirit of grace. In other words, that's it means something because the Holy Spirit is who who is the spirit of Jesus who empowers us. And since we have the spirit of grace living inside of us by who whose name is the Holy Spirit, ladies and gentlemen, that empowers us for the work that is at hand. And so what I want you to see tonight, ladies and gentlemen, that here in our text, we have uh, the, the church of Thessalonica. When I think about the church of Thessalonica, I often think about how our church is kind of is, is somewhat like the church of Thessalonica. They were a young church. In other words, what I mean by that is uh, not so much by age, but by they were new converts, like they were new babes in Christ. It was one of Paul's missionary trips that he stopped past as a colony, ladies and gentlemen, of Thessalonica. Thessalonica was a Roman colony, and it was very important to the life of the Roman Empire. Uh, it was located about 100 miles, in, 100 miles west of Philippi and about 200 miles miles north of Athens. And so it was really a a crucial city of the Roman 
empire, ladies and gentlemen. And, and what I want you to see about when the apostles were tasked about going and, 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 and spreading the gospel, that they went to major places to, to affect major change. They did not run away from. They did not run away from uh, of of the cultural uh, uh, beliefs of that day with those people. They didn't run away from because the government was down their throat and they didn't want them spreading the gospel. They didn't run away from that. They actually went. <laughs> they went towards trouble and stop instead of going away from it. They went towards it, and so. And, and one of Paul's missionary journeys, he stops past this this colony named uh, uh, that was named Thessalonica. And when the people heard the message of grace, their life instantly changed. They were so they were so on fire for God that the Bible would tell us, ladies and gentlemen, First Thessalonians, when Paul was talking to them in verse uh, in chapter one, verse eight, it says, "For uh, for from you." Uh, for from you, the word of the Lord has sounded forth, not only in Macedonia and Acacia, uh, but also in every place. Your faith towards God has gone out so that we do not need to say anything. They were so impacted by grace that they started spreading the same grace they received. They were, Paul used them as, almost as a model church to, to the Corinthian church. Like, if y'all want to follow something, follow these guys. They may see the Corinthian church, ladies and gentlemen, they had the money. They had different things like that. Thessalonica didn't have much. But what they did have was take a hold to the grace of God. That's what they did. And when they took a hold to the grace of God, they went full steam ahead because of what their life was impacted by. See, let me help you to understand something. When your life is truly impacted by grace, there is no way that you and I could sit still and keep that to ourselves. You have now, when grace has called you, ladies and gentlemen, when you've been called out by grace, when you have been called out out of darkness, ladies and gentlemen, and you've been exposed to the truth of God's word as we've just sung today, that he is the truth and the light, ladies and gentlemen. When you have been exposed to that, there is no way in the world that you can can just sit on that and say, I'm good, and see everyone else failing. No, the church of Thessalonica felt empowered by this message and say, I need other people to hear about this work of grace because this is what has radically changed my life. And so, ladies and gentlemen, there is a force that comes. Oh, my God. There is a See, you can't do the work without the grace of God. Because if you, oh, my God, if you do the work without the grace of God, it will feel like work. It would feel like you're doing this to earn or to stay in God's uh, grace, ladies and gentlemen. You and I don't do things for God to stay in his grace. We do things for God to spread his grace. Are you hearing me? You and I are not working for our salvation. We are not working to get into heaven. No, we secure our trip to heaven once we secure Jesus in our hearts. But here's the thing. Our job then is to then spread this grace that we have been given. To spread this grace, ladies and gentlemen, because believe it or not, you have a call upon your life. And no matter if there's a call upon your life, that when we say there's a call upon your life, it's not what I'm saying is that you're called to preach. You have a call that is on your life that may not have anything to do with serving God in the house of God, but serving God outside of the house with whatever he's called your hands to do. 
And so, ladies and gentlemen, we get here in this particular text where Paul is encouraging the church of Thessalonica because part of the reason why Paul had to leave so early and he was only there for them with uh, uh, only there with them for about a month, ladies and gentlemen, was because of the heavy persecution that was going on at the time. Because of the heavy persecution that was going on at the time, Paul had to leave. But here in the second Thessalonians, Paul is encouraging them because the young church, the young believers, uh, new babes that have gone and, and, and really have shooken the t town and taken it by force, they are facing heavy persecution. And so a lot of questions has arisen in the church about heaven and, and has a lot of questions has arisen in, uh, in the church uh, about resurrection and all of this stuff. And Paul begins to tell them the truth about it so that they won't fall in error. But here in this particular verses, ladies and gentlemen, Paul is praying for them. Paul is praying for them. He's praying for them. He says, therefore, we also pray always for you. That our God would do, here it is, count you worthy of this calling. That he would count you worthy of this calling. All right, what is he talking about with calling? We're talking about call. We're talking about the purpose that God has on your life. That you ought to walk worthy of it. That this calling that God has on your life is a high calling. Because you don't serve a low God. Are you hearing me? Hear me. Anything you do for God, you should be doing it at a high standard. I don't care what that is. I don't care what you are doing. You need to be doing it at a high level, at an excellent level. Nobody likes to come and get your customer service if it ain't the best. When people, oh my God, when people use you for any business or use you or when you go into work or anything like that, you better be giving it all of your all. I don't care if you're bussing tables. I don't care if you running your own business. It better be the best that you ever did because that right there is a calling. <laughs> oh, are you saying bussing tables is calling? No, I'm saying whatever you do for Christ is a calling. I don't care what it is. Doing hair, it better be the best looking hair. It, you shouldn't be showing tracks in the hair. If you're doing makeup, it better look like it was put on right. I better not be seeing it look like crayons all over the place. If you are a business owner, you better make sure the merchandise gets to where it said it's going. Huh? If you're at work, you better be on there at on time. And for some of you who are, and for some of you, most of you staying home, how can you be late when you're home working? Huh? You're home. <laughs> There's still traffic. <laughs> you're home. <laughs> I must have overslept. But I'm saying you have to walk worthy. Walk worthy of this high calling, ladies and gentlemen. You and I, you have been called. See, here's the thing. You really can't really walk into your purpose until grace has met you. You can't, you can't walk into it until grace has found you, and you can't really be successful in it without the favor of God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You just can't. You need the grace. So it says here, pray always for you that our God 
would count you worthy of this calling. And here it is. He says, and fulfill all good pleasure of his goodness. So there's three things that I want to show you about the empowerment of grace, how it empowers us. Number one, it empowers us because at first you have to be first called. I want you to see this. You have to be first called. No, that's point one, that, that, the, that we have been called by the grace of God. I want to show you something in Galatians, Galatians chapter 1, verse 15. I want to show you this. I want to plug in. EP is actually working on a study for the book of Galatians. Here it says, but when it pleased God who separated me from my mother's womb and called me through what? Through what? So through his grace, you have been called. You've been separated. Are you hearing me? So anything that anything that you and I have been called to do, God has already separated you from that at birth. But it's not until you come into the grace of God, oh my God, where that calling that God has placed on your life can become realized. So a lot of times when you 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 cannot truly walk into the grace of God and, and, and until you have until it's been excuse me you cannot walk into the purpose of God until the grace of God has been realized. Are you hearing me? And so again you have been called by the grace of God. First of all, God, the spirit of grace has separated you already and has anointed you for a specific assignment. All right? And so God will never call you to anything and not empower you for it. And so here it is. Number two, I want to show you another thing here. Number two, it says grace enables us to fulfill all the good pleasure of his goodness. This is what it empowers us to do. Grace empowers us to fulfill, ladies and gentlemen, all the good pleasures of his goodness. Let me take you back to uh, 2 Thessalonians for one more uh, second here. It says, count you worthy of this calling and fulfill all the good pleasures of his goodness. Now, what does that mean, ladies and gentlemen? What, what does that mean? It says, living lives touched by the goodness and displaying his goodness. So the way that God, the grace of God empowers us to now walk worthy of this calling is that when, oh my God, it helps us to fulfill, hear me, it helps us to fulfill all the good pleasures of his goodness so that your life, oh my God, will be a living epistle, ladies and gentlemen, of the goodness of God. Hallelujah. That God is good to you because he's good. That's a part of his nature. And that we are putting that his goodness on display. Because the reality is nobody will come into the light, ladies and gentlemen, is if the people of God is not displaying the goodness of God. Are you hearing me? Say you got to display the goodness of God. You got to display the goodness of God. That's what the grace of God helps you to fulfill. And the grace of God helps you to fulfill that because guess what? It is God's goodness that called you out of where you were. How God can take somebody who was far away from him, pull him in, ladies and gentlemen, so that his goodness could be displayed through that individual's life. Are you hearing me? And so, again, it is for his, uh, let me give you this, Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2, want to show you this even more. Philippians chapter 2, verse 13. Here it is. For it is God who does work, work in you, 
both to what? Will and to do for his good pleasure. Here, I'm, I'm trying to show you that the favor of God, this unmerited favor that God puts upon your life in order for you and I to walk worthy, it is him that works in you. That's how God's goodness is on display because it is the working of the Holy Spirit. It is the work of grace that is being displayed to individuals who don't know of its grace. Are you hearing me? So it is not us, ladies and gentlemen. Nothing that you and I do, I cannot do this without the empowerment of grace. I can't, oh my God, I can't do things. I can't sing without the empowerment of grace. I can't, I can't really move in the anointing without the empowerment of grace. Are you hearing me? We're living a really spirit-filled life. You can't do it without the grace of God. And listen, and, and then some people get arrogant to think that it's them. It's not you. Because you have nothing without what God has given to you. All right. I won't be long. So grace enables us to fulfill all good pleasure of his goodness. Here it is. Number three. Grace enables us to fulfill the work of faith with power. Somebody say with power. With power. With power. He, that's what he helps me do. Let me show you this. First Thessalonians chapter 1. Remembering without ceasing your work of faith, labor of love, and patience of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ in the sight of our God and Father. And he was telling this is what Paul was telling him in his greeting to, uh, to his greeting to the Thessalonica, uh, uh, to the church of Thessalonica, and in the first book of Thessalonians, he said, "We remember without ceasing your work of faith, your labor of love. You don't move in a work of faith, ladies and gentlemen, unless you've been exposed to grace." Without, oh my God, you, without the grace of God, ladies and gentlemen, ladies, and you can't move, you can't really move in a place of faith. And he's saying, listen, the grace of God comes alongside of you so that you can work, oh my God, fulfill the work of faith with power. Grace enables you to believe. Are you hearing me? To believe who Jesus is, and then that is also on display so that others can see your faith. Because here's what happened. It was their faith that sounded forth that shook a region up, which had other regions come into like, whoa, what's going on with that church there in Thessalonica? What's happening there with those people? Something special is happening. And that could be the same way, ladies and gentlemen, for us here at Transformation, is that if we understand, ladies and gentlemen, and if we move, oh God, with a people who have been made, oh my God, lives have been wrecked by grace, who can, who have been now enabled to live in a place of faith to believe God for anything. How many of you are, are, are tired of having pessimistic faith? Come on, let's be honest. Pessimistic faith. Uh, hallelujah. Listen, the grace of God is trying to knock that down so it can help you to really, fulfill, oh my God, move in a place of faith in your life. Real, 
genuine, sincere faith, ladies and gentlemen, that no matter what's in your way, ladies and gentlemen, no matter how life is, whatever life is looking at, no matter how the world is looking at, you still believe that God can even, oh my God, bless you and get you through a season of life, no matter how it looks out there right now, God can push you and give you the victory in it. And so their faith sounded forth. It was a genuine, it was a sincere faith, ladies and gentlemen. And this is what grace empowers us with. Are you hearing me? And so he goes back here and he tells them, he says, the work of faith with power that the name of Lord, that the name of our Lord Jesus Christ may be glorified in who? In who? So it's to be glorified in who? All right. And you in who? According to what? So according to the grace of our God. You can only do that based upon what? The grace of our God and Lord Jesus Christ. That's what he's saying. This is the this is what this is what the grace of God empowers us to do. It empowers us, ladies and gentlemen, because God uses people. I don't get it. We are flawed. (laughs) We have issues. But God looks past that and says, "Hmm, you're a perfect candidate for the grace of God. Oh, my God. Some of you, I don't deserve the grace. You're right. None of us do. Stop using that as an excuse. None of us deserve the grace of God. I'm standing here with the mic, and I'm telling you I don't deserve the grace of God. Listen here. None of us deserve it. But that's the great thing about it. We don't deserve it, but he gives it. He says, look, Brandon, you are a perfect candidate for grace. Dom, you are a perfect candidate for grace. And the spirit of grace is now going to empower you for your assignment. It, it does not make sense. It doesn't make no sense. I can't even fathom it why God would choose somebody like you and I, but that is grace. And when you understand that, you're not going to take God's grace in vain. Because you understand that God gave me this grace so his name could be glorified in who? You. And guess what? And you and him. It didn't say you apart from him. It said you in him. Because apart from him, you can do nothing. So it's through him, ladies and gentlemen, that you're going to be empowered to do it. It's through him that you're going to be able to display the goodness of God. It is through him where the work of faith. It's saying that faith, ladies and gentlemen, the work of faith. Your calling is a work of what? Faith. So I want you to say that over your life. Say, my calling is a work of faith. Put it in the chat. Say, my calling is a work of faith. TCF Nation, your calling is a work of faith. And guess what? Sometimes when you're on this faith journey, people are not going to understand it. Because it's not meant for you them. It's not for, meant for them to understand. It's not meant for them to understand why God is doing. No, this is a work of faith, and I'm just working out my faith. Hallelujah. You don't understand, ladies and gentlemen, that grace is a work. And guess what? The work of grace does not stop until I die. 
It doesn't stop. That means that I'm supposed to grow in it. It gives me the power to grow in the work of grace, ladies and gentlemen. And this is what I'm going to end off. I'm going to end off one of my favorite scriptures. There's a scripture uh, that Paul says, and I've, I pretty much, I, I've preached it, this text before. And, and this is my, one of the scriptures of my life because here it is. It happens by his power and his favor and acceptance in the work in us, moving along will and cooperation. And so what God is saying is, I want you to cooperate in the plan that I have for your life. And the only way you can come in cooperation is if you really, oh my God, if the grace of God has really did a number on your life. It's grace, man. It's grace. Here it is. I'm in you. I'm in with this. He says it this way in first Corinthians chapter 15, verse 10. One of my favorite scriptures, it says, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace towards me was not in vain, but I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God, which was given, which was uh, which was with me, ladies and gentlemen, let me just put it this way how Paul said. He said, listen, you are not what you are without grace. I became what I am because of grace. I don't care who you are. You are nothing without the grace of God. You can only become who God created you to be by the grace of God, by the favor of God, ladies and gentlemen. And then he goes on to say it is his grace towards me because I've been wrecked by grace, because I am, because, um, because I am what I am because of grace, Ladies and gentlemen, I didn't take it in vain. I didn't take it in vain. I wasn't one of those people, ladies and gentlemen, that got the grace of God and just sat there and say, yeah, I'm punching myself and getting in, uh, uh, punching my ticket into heaven. I wasn't one of those types of people. I wasn't one of those types of people who was a sideline Christian that I just got my, I got grace uh, applied towards my life and I just sat on the sidelines. I didn't take it in vain. I wasn't one of those believers that got the grace of God and continued to do my own thing and say, oh, uh, that was grace. I wasn't one of those believers. But he said, I worked harder than the rest of them. Oh, my God. He said, I labor more abundantly than them all. He said, Paul, Peter said, oh, my God. Paul said, I work harder than Peter. I work harder than them all because I know what I was before I found Jesus. Oh, my God. Hallelujah. He said, I labored abundantly than them all. Not I, but it was the grace of God working through me. Oh, my God, help me in this room. It was God's grace that was working through you. Let me tell you something. It will be God's grace working and operating through you for you to accomplish the assignment that he has over your life. You have the power to accomplish it, but it's up to you to come into cooperation with God because of the grace that has been applied to your life. He said, not I, but the grace of God that was with me. Oh, my God, you can go through the storms of life because the grace of God is with you. You can go and look at that mountain and say, oh, great mountain, who are you against my God? Hallelujah, because the grace of God is with you. I need
need you to point to yourself and say the grace of God is with me. That's why you labor. That's why you labor. Because of the grace of God. That's why you keep coming here Sunday after Sunday. Because of the grace of God. That's why you get up and go to work and give it your all. Because of the grace of God. That's why you go in your business and give it all you got. Work late hours. Because of the grace of God. Because of the grace of God that was applied to me. That's what I'm doing it for. You want to understand my motor? It comes from the grace of God. Why can I do the things I did because of the grace of God? I labored harder than the rest of them. Nobody will ever say they outworked me. Why? Because my life has been changed by grace. You will never say, I can't be a leader and let somebody outwork me. Why would I do that? Because, no, 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 no. I said I worked harder than the rest of them. He wasn't gloating about how his hard work was. No, 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 no. He was just saying, I worked and labored my butt off. I went through, oh my God, I went through pearls of the waters. I went through slashes on my back, ladies and gentlemen. I was snake bitten. I went through all of this. You don't go through the hell that Paul went through. And just for any old reason, you go through it because of the grace of God. Hands down. You don't go through the things to, that you go through because of because of any old thing. No. Somebody asks you why you serve God. Grace. Why you come here Sunday after Sunday at 5 p.m. Grace. Hallelujah. Why do I sing as hard as we do? Because of grace. Why this guy preaches so hard? Because of grace, ladies and gentlemen. It is grace. Say, my life has been stamped by grace. My life has been stamped by grace. And guess what? Let me tell you something. You have a mission and you have a call. And I'm telling you right now, I better not see no slackers in TCF. There better not be no slackers up in this room. There better be people who say, listen, I, I, I agree with that. If you actually want to go somewhere, let the grace of God push you forward in your purpose. Don't you slack. Don't you become lazy. But you put your hand on that plow. Yes, it may be hard, but keep plowing away yes it may be difficult but keep plowing away yes you may not have all the resources but keep plowing away why because of grace you hear me if you got a business in this room you better do it if you're hearing me on that live you better stop slacking get off of that bed and do something Why? Because of grace. Yes, it's hard. Yes, it's challenging. Yeah, Paul didn't have it easy, but he said, I wouldn't change anything because I became who I am. Hallelujah. You can say that as bold as possible because I became who I am because of Christ. Woo. I need to leave this alone. I need to leave this alone. I need to leave it alone. Stand to your feet. Hallelujah. Because every time I read this verse, I get chills. 
because it reminds me it reminds me of my calling in life that I didn't do this based upon myself no 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 anytime you start feeling weary in your spirit and feeling like how in the world I'm going to get through this you better remind yourself it was the grace of God when you remember when Jesus how oh my God remember Jesus beaten hallelujah oh my God remember Jesus having to suffer lashes and all of that stuff around his back and he did it so that you can have grace realized when you tell yourself this is too hard for you remember what Jesus did on that cross 2,000 years ago <laughs> remember his sacrifice and say because of that sacrifice and because of the radical love of Jesus and his grace I do what I do because guess what? Nobody in this room can say somebody made them. Guess what? Because of you looking for help? No, 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 no. God don't want nobody else getting involved. He wants you to know fully out that it was God and God alone that got you to where you were. I remember in the early days of this church, and I remember saying to myself, God, why is it that this is not happening as fast and quick as I thought? I, he said, listen, because at the end of the day, nobody's going to take credit for what the grace of God will do for people who've been wrecked by it. Let me tell you something for all of you in this room in DZF, no matter where you're watching, no matter where you're connecting with us from, the truth of the matter is God is calling people to say because of my grace, because of his grace applied to us, it is time to move in that power. It's time to move in that power. He said it wasn't I, but it was the grace of God that was for me. Oh my God, that was applied to me. He said I labor more than the rest of them. Hallelujah. I study all night long. Why? Because it was grace. I get up here and preach the way I did because of the grace of God. You want to know why Pastor B does what he does? It ain't nothing special. It's grace. He said it was the grace of God which was with me. I handled all of that stuff like a good soldier. Why? Because of grace. Because of grace. I don't know single mom, single dad, whatever you are in your life right now, you say, Pastor B, it's kind of tough right now. Listen, the grace of God will give you the power to get through it. How you, how you survive? It wasn't a man. It wasn't a woman. It was God's grace. I am what I am because of the grace of God. Don't you get it mistaken. Your parents can birth you, but you are what you are, not just because of what they've done, but really you are what you are because of the grace of God. Where would you be without grace? Hallelujah. Where would you be without grace? Where would you be without grace? Listen, if you're, if you're watching us or if you're in here, if you don't know who Jesus is tonight, I want to offer you Jesus. I want to offer you salvation tonight. I want to offer you uh, uh, the grace of God that is in this moment right now. No matter where you're living at, no matter where you are, I want to offer you the grace of God. No matter where you're watching, I want to offer you the grace. 
I want you to, it is so simple. Like he died over, he died so that you and I could be empowered and motivated to live holy in front of him. And no matter where you are, you can give your life to him today. It is as simple as saying, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I receive the grace that you've given me today, Lord. I acknowledge I'm a sinner. I repent, Lord, but I need your grace. I need your favor. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Make me brand new. In Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to the Get Transformed podcast. We hope that you subscribe so that you can continue to be empowered by the latest podcast. For more information on Transformation Christian Fellowship, visit our website at transformationchristianfellowship.org or download our free mobile app on the App Store or Google Play Store. If you would like to support this ministry, simply text TCF1 to 77977. We thank you for your generosity and for listening to the Get Transformed podcast. And remember, transformation starts here.